We are back with episode number three of the Footy LG pod. First one that's going to be up on YouTube so you can see all of our lovely faces for the whole podcast. I'm here as usual, joined by Tony, and we're also here with the third member of Footy LG. We're here with Dante. Dante, what's going on, brother? What's up, guys? Good to be back, man. Missed you guys and really happy to do this. Yeah, no, you know, it's something new. We can't be in Sportsplex recording the podcast, but, you know, this is a, a second best, I guess. Hey, Tony, hasn't been that bad, has it? I've been having a good time, to be honest. I don't mind it for the comfort <laughs> of my home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's us. Finally, for the first, this is the first time on the on this new pod. I know it's episode three, so it's only been two. But it's the first time with all three members of Footy LG talking footy for the whole half an hour. We got a big show for you guys. Like usual, we're talking TFC. We're talking European soccer. We're going to see who's got the best kid on that, all of that and much, much more. <laughs> so I want to start off with something new though, because we got two other people on, on here. We got Tony, we got Dante. How about a little competition to start the day off? What do you think boys? Oh, let's do oh, it. No. <laughs> I know it's, this is a wrench. I did not tell you either. I'm planning this. Oh, shit. This is a new game. I, I'm, we're going to be playing. The game's called player by transfers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to list you out a player's transfer journey from the start of their career to the end of their career. First person to shout out who that player is correctly will win. Simple, right? Sounds good. Sounds and don't good worry. Don't worry for you guys. I made it as easy as pie for the first one. <laughs> So just as soon as you know who it is, go ahead and shout it out. The first, this player started their career at Parma. Jovinko. From Parma, they went to Juventus. Buffon. Jovinko. Tony's got it in two seconds. (laughs) I was going to go to next to PSG, then Juventus again, then back to... He had a perfect mirrored career. Parma, Juventus, PSG, Juventus, Parma. Almost like a palindrome. What a career. (laughs) One of the best goalies of all time. I, I knew I knew Tony would get that quick. I thought Dante with the Buffon, you're a big UV guy. I knew you would have got it as soon as I said PSG next. Well, I said I said Saba. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought of doing Seba too, but then I thought, you know, I, I, I wasn't too sure if Seba would be too easy or not. So well, I thought Seba, was Seba, Seba didn't start at Parma, he started at Juve. Oh. oh, and then he went, oh, okay, yeah. so there you go. So yeah. it's a little... So, the roles so you, were reversed. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. Tony's the defending champ. We'll have to, we'll have to see who yeah, can beat. He's going to be tough to, be tough to beat, man. No yeah, one's beating Tony to at this game. Thrown. Speaking of Sebastian Giovinco, though, let's talk about his old team. How good mm-hmm. was Toronto FC this past weekend against the Portland Timbers? 3-1. Outstanding game. That was a yeah. fantastic game, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Fantastic. Just all around, uh, you know, we're clicking now. It's Larea is a breath of fresh air on, oh, yeah. on the right side there. And mm-hmm. another two assists, like uh, incredible guys. Incredible. Tony, you were down at BMO. I unfortunately couldn't make it down. Dante, I'm not sure if you were able to make it down or not. I uh, wasn't. No. You, so Tony, you were there. I know yeah. you were in your hoity toity box <laughs> with the free drinks and the free food, but what was the atmosphere like down at BMO for that game? It was unreal. I mean, it wasn't a packed stadium, but the atmosphere was amazing. It was electric. Um, you know, from the way TSC started from the beginning, they were pushing. And even after Portland tied the game, the crowd was still loud. And when Insignia put that second goal in, the place just blew up. Like, yeah, it was just so loud in there. It was so exciting. It was like the old days of TFC, like you just feel the electric in the air down there. And it was just so good to be there again with life in that stadium. 
No, that, that's good to hear, man. It's nice seeing the Lakeshore get loud again because it has to. Mm-hmm. We want these players excited to come out and play for us, and we're battling for a playoff spot, right? Every game, like Michael Bradley said, is a final. We have mm-hmm. to go out. We have to win, and that's what they're doing right now. I mean, 3-1 goals from Osorio again. Guy's yeah. been hot ever since I'm uh, – Bernadeschi, Insignia, and Crescito have come in. And then, of course, another goal by Insignia and another goal by Crescito. Or not Crescito, sorry, Bernadeschi. Um, You know what, though? I said Crescito because, to me, he was the kind of sleeper of that game, a guy who played outstanding that kind of doesn't get the recognition as an Insignia or a Bernadeschi. Crescito played amazing that game. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I didn't didn't see him coming in and being that good at, at his age, but he's very much impressed me. What about you guys? Yeah, Nico, he's been very mature. Uh, He's been, you know, a beautiful veteran presence that we need in the back. I thought personally personally he would be a center back, but uh, him at a left back position has just been unbelievable. And then, you know, his chemistry with Bernadeschi down the wing there has just been fantastic. So uh, he's fit in beautifully, and it's exactly what we need back there on the other side of the defense, on the left back position. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, it's it's hard to argue the, with the impact that he's made. He had so many, he created so many chances. Even had a few shots too. Like he's he's given it a go, and I love what I've seen from him. Uh, the whole team, really. Richie coming back has been so nice because that's exactly what we needed at right back. Um, I, I see a few people on TikTok have mentioned maybe a new goalie, and I, I have to say I disagree. What about what do you guys think? How's Bono doing, Tony? That, I know you got to. I, I just had to choke on my water there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying something good about Bono, like wow. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I know you the same way. What do you What do you think about Bono, Tony? Come oh, on, I, don't hold I, back. Honestly, don't hold I've back. Always, no, I, I've always, I've always thought Bono was a great goalie. Westbrook had a good year when Bono slipped back, but I think this season Bono actually has not gone back to his form of when, when, when we won the title, but he's getting close. Like he's working his way up there. And I think it's just a confidence of winning as we continue to win and do well. I mean, we've only let in, what is it? Five goals in total since the Italians have been on the team. Yep. So compare yeah. that to Bono's stats earlier in the year. That's amazing. Yeah. So he has, I, he has, I think two clean sheets in that yeah. time frame too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, I'm n- never been one to shy away from criticizing <laughs> Alex Bono. And I used to be big on play Westberg, play Westberg, mm-hmm. play Westberg. But outside of his distribution, which has always been garbage, um, it still is. It's not great. You can even see sometimes they're giving it to the center backs to let them kick the ball up because Bono just cannot yeah. find people with passing. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? He's looking back to his form where he's making big stops. He, he knows his positioning is much better than it was uh, last year and even earlier this year. He's our guy right now, and we – I mean, Westbrook is hurt, but with Bono playing the way he is, you got to play him the rest of the way. I, I don't see how you go away from him now. He's been playing so well. And you know what? Just let the center backs pass the ball because, or teach him to kick a ball. How hard is it? <laughs> Honest to God, you're a professional goalie. Learn how to pass. I don't want to get too mad at him. He's been amazing. He's made some clutch saves. He, he's a big he reason has. why we've um, saves, won these games because he's made some big saves. And that's what people yeah. said going in, that we can sign all the offensive power we want. If our defense doesn't improve, we're going to let in goals too. And we haven't partly because our defense has improved, but also because Bono has been making some big saves. So it's it's nice to see kind of everything finally clicking. There is one space in Toronto, though, that I think might be up for discussion. And the, the reason I'm going to bring this up is because so over the past 
I think it's four games that the both Italians have played for us. We have in, scored in three of those games, we scored four goals, one of them, another time four goals, and then three goals this past week in Portland. That's okay. that's nine goals. That's sorry, that's some um that's eleven goals, right? Yep. You would think that one of those goals would be scored by our number nine striker, no? Yeah, no kidding. I know. Is 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 that fair to assume that one of them would be scored by our our out and out striker? You think? You yeah, would, you would think. I know. You would think, but but they haven't been. So my thing is: is Jesus Jimenez or Jesus Jimenez the right fit in this lineup, or do we try Io Akinola out? Because when Io came in in the Portland game, we were tied one one, and he kind of stretched the field, opened it up a little bit, and he almost had that goal at the end with the header yeah. that the Timbers goalie made a great save on. But then, lucky for us, Bernadeski cleaned up his mess and buried it right after. But mm-hmm. it, is it time for Io to get a few starts? I I no. think so. I said that after the Nashville game that Jimenez is, is not working as well as I thought he would. I figured someone who played in Europe could handle playing with Berndeschi and Insignia, but reality is Io Akinola, you can see when he gets subbed in, the space, like you said, opens up and he's making the runs that are lethal for these guys to put it in. And honestly, he got unlucky on that on that header because that was just a great save. So yeah, I, I think point blank save. Yeah, I think it's time for Io. I think tomorrow night Io needs uh, he has to start. What do you think, Dante? Well, it's tough because I, I, I see obviously at the beginning of the, of the season Jimenez was pretty involved with our, our literally our entire offense at the beginning, and now mm-hmm. it's, it, it's unbelievable how things have changed. Um, I still say keep Jimenez in, and I say that because. Obviously, not a lot of attention is going to be on him right now. But I think, you know, obviously he hasn't been getting a lot of touches. But if he could somehow work his way with, you know, some combination play with Insigne or Bernadeschi, I think he just needs a feel for them. Um, You know, there hasn't been any, like, preseason gelling and things like that with them. But um, I think Jimenez just needs to adjust to this system. Um, I don't see him being bad. I just see him just not existing right now. Like he's just running, you know, without purpose right now. And, you know, that's probably a lonely feeling as a striker. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Akinola, I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of Akinola, actually. Uh, I just thought when Insenia and Bernadeschi weren't around, I think he had his opportunity to prove himself there. And, you know, a couple of the games I went to, I did not like the way he was moving. Uh, in terms of his movement and, and tracking back. Um, so personally for me, I would stick with Jimenez right now because it's working. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. But whatever makes TFC better, right? <laughs> okay, so so we got Tony saying Io's time to shine. We got Dante saying, no, we got to stick with Jimenez. As usual, I'll break the tie. <laughs> so when you look at a guy like Jesus Jimenez, he came in hot. He scored a few goals in the first few weeks of the season. He looked like, okay, this is going to be our guy. He's slowed down since then. Now you got a guy like Io Akinola, who's a young Canadian kid who's hungry. He wants the chance. He wants to show everyone what he can he do. Wants to make to the maybe... World Cup squad. He wants to make the World Cup squad. And maybe he wants to get a move overseas too as well. We don't know. He's still young. He can make that jump. I know teams were looking at him a few years back at the MLS's back tournament when he played really well before getting that big ACL injury. So we don't know. So out of the two, which one do I choose? I choose option C. 
And option C is using that open DP spot for a designated nice. striker. <laughs> I was big on the maybe bringing a defender, but at this rate, we need to play for this year and next year. And Jimenez, to me, is not good enough to be on this team re- starting right now. He's, he'd be a great sub off the bench, but as a starter, he's not good enough right now. And Iowa Canola is too much of a question mark because we haven't seen it. I don't know. I would be much more comfortable if we use that third DP spot and bring in a big name striker. Um, maybe not even a big name striker, just someone who can score goals. I mean, mm-hmm. Bellotti was the one that was linked to us, and a lot of people yeah. hated that, but I was I was kind of loving it and kind of hoping well. it happened. He, I think he would have fit perfectly in this I team. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, that that fell through. But we need to do something, and I really think they should be looking into that third DP spot to bring in a striker because again, Jimenez, Io. Out of the two, I'm going to lean more on Tony's side and say Io only because Jimenez, to me, he's had his chance, man. Three games where there was 11 goals scored, and he wasn't responsible for one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, And it's not even like, okay, he's been good in the buildup. He's been very invisible. Yeah. Right. So I just – I can't give him the reins. Io, I just think right now with Insignia and Bernadeschi on the, other, on the wings there, he hasn't really had a chance, and he looked good in the game against Timbers. Maybe give him a start, see what you have, but I think you really got to look at the possibility at bringing in a third DP and making him a striker. Now, of course, this probably won't happen until the end of the season. The rest of the season, we're going to be probably going between a Jimenez and Io switch, um, uh, swap and see which one's hot, which one's not. But I, I personally think that a DP would be huge in that position. Hey, you know what? Maybe not even a DP. You know who's in Toronto right now? Seba. Maybe just bring him back on a little contract <laughs> and let him play in the middle. I wouldn't say no to that. I know you guys wouldn't. I know, I know that would be Me huge. Me either, man. One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Bringing him back would be cool to see. I mean, I don't know if he does much, but it would definitely make BMO feel lose their minds the first time we hear uh seven nation army and sebastian giovinko coming out to the field to warm mm-hmm. up i it would <laughs> it would just be absolutely mad um but tfc you know we're a few points out of a playoff spot we need to win pretty much every game we have room for some error but the errors can't be losses they got to be draws yeah. other than that we got to win out our remaining games big game by the time this airs the game will be done but big game against new england revolution coming up uh, they need to another team that we're play. Um, uh, gotta beat if we want to get in that spot. What do you guys think? What are our playoff chances? Give me a percentage, Tony. You go first. What percentage do you think we have of making the playoffs? I think right now we're 50 50. I think if- prove it, and we have a lot of games against teams that are above us, so it's 50 50. I think it's in our court for sure. 50%. All right. That's that's pretty good percentage, man. You know, it could go either way. I like that. Dante, what are you feeling? Oh, I think Dante might have accidentally dropped off. No worries. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll see if he can get back on, hop on the pod, and keep it going. We're having a little technical issues beforehand, but that's no problem at all. Uh, personally, me, I, I give TFC, I want to say high. I want to say an 80% chance of making it into the playoffs the way they're playing now. I just don't see a team coming in and being better than them. You know what I mean? Like these guys yeah, are just so good. I see, I, just, I see what you say on the 80%, but it's, I don't know. It's yeah. Unless it's so hard to predict. You know what I mean? Like, sorry about that. Guys. I, I, I have got, high hopes, but I got, um, I got 80% because I have TFC winning, you know, a large percentage of their games remaining. Um, and, you know, just the odds are in our favor. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I agree with that. Again, I, I'm going to kind of take a different 
approach, though. I know I want to say 80% because we're winning, but I'm going to give them only a 35% chance at making the playoffs because it's tough. They got to make these the games count. They're going to be playing away on the road in some tough atmospheres. Uh, we saw what happened when we played on the road and, and we had that penalty kick to win the game and Insignia missed and we ended up tying. And it's just, we, I it's going to be hard for them to get these road wins. I'm going to give them a 35% chance of making the playoffs. But if we make the playoffs, <laughs> we have a 95% chance of hoisting that MLS Cup because this team <laughs> on a streak going into the playoffs, they're not losing, man. And I that could be just me. I don't see anybody being better this, than this team right now, currently in the MLS. I completely agree. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe LAFC, but other than even them, then, they're on the other L- side LAFC too. LAFC is not. I mean, yeah, okay, Kalini's good, Bale's good, but I'll take Bernadeschi over Bale. I'll take Insigne over Vela. You know, yeah. like I, I don't. See, there's not LAFC. I don't. I don't see the hype. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. They're definitely the team a team that's uh, scary right now, and a lot of other teams that are at the top right now too are very new, right? Like you got Austin FC, they're yeah. they're they're Austin, tops. Yeah. You know, teams oh, like that, teams like that, they take they take a few years to really get going. So I'm I'm not really worried about anyone else right now in the league. I would love a Montreal Toronto playoff match again because I would love nothing more than the. It's kick actually French... if uh, if TFC squeezes into the last spot and Montreal holds second, it's the first round matchup. It's that's it, brutal. Yeah. And they how good would that be? Game at BMO coming yeah. up, uh, Montreal as well. Yep. Oh yeah, it's September. gonna it's it's gonna be awesome. I I cannot wait for those matches. I hate Montreal. I mean, we don't have Altador <laughs> to help us out with them anymore, but I don't think we need him now with the team that we have. But you know what? Things are looking up for TFC for the first time in a long time. It feels like uh, things are looking good for us. I and there's an excitement down at BMO, which is lovely to see as always. Uh, I can't wait to go to games watching these guys play. It's so nice. Can't wait for the game tomorrow against New England. Any score predictions for that game? Dante, what do you think? Oh, uh, I think it's going to be a close one, guys. I got 2-1 TFC. 2-1 TFC. Tony? I was going to do one nothing TFC. Buddy, you guys not seeing how many goals we've been putting in lately? <laughs> and you got 2-1 and one nothing. We're winning this game 4-2. to two. Maybe five so. two. Don't get me wrong. I hope you're right. Yeah, it, it, it might it might be five two. I'm gonna go on the conservative edge and say four two victory for Toronto to, um, uh, on Wednesday night. By the time this pod comes out, the game will be done. So either I'm gonna look like an absolute idiot or an absolute genius. Uh, if it's a genius, expect to see this clipped in a TikTok. If if it's not, I won't be putting it up. So, <laughs> well, I got I got one score right last weekend. It wasn't the one I wanted to get right, but I got it right. You you did hit that Chelsea <laughs> score right, and we'll get more into that the European cycle in a, in a few yeah. minutes. But right now, I want to jump in to top bins, trash bins. The segment where we let you know is it top bins or is it trash bins? Nice and easy. Play along at home. The first topic this week, and I'm going to start with Tony because I know Tony brought this one to my attention. With uh, there's a video circulating right now. So Tony, top bins or trash bins? Mbappe's recent outburst for PSG. It's trash bins, man. I don't, I don't care how good you are. That is just ridiculous. What Mbappe is doing. I mean, you have all the potential to be the best player in the world. Why are you going to be such a just such a loser like he is right now. He's acting like a child. I mean, he misses a penalty. He complains that Neymar takes the next one. And I watched that game on the weekend for PSG, and there was one play where the midfielder PSG is moving up the ball, and Mbappe is open, but he just stopped his run because the ball didn't come when he wanted, and he just gave up on the play. 
like to me it's childish you can't do that you want to you want to ask for the money that he did the deal he got from PSG I mean he put a stranglehold on that team and then you're going to act like that in front of a set of fans that are not afraid to protest when you guys are when they're doing bad so I say trash bins with Mbappe yeah Dante what do you think top bins or trash bins uh Man, I got to agree with Tony on this one. I think this is horrendous for PSG. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Nico, when you got that money involved, and now I guess you could say you got that ownership involved, uh, you know, it changes your mind, changes your head, and everything's got to his head right now. Uh, You know, he's young, and, uh, you know, I I don't know how the other players are going to react, but it's going to be chaos. I disagree with both of you. It's top bins. 100% top bins. I love this right now because here is what I said even before the season started. They go out and they say it to Mbappe. Instead of going to Real Madrid, which is what he wants to do, they throw him an absurd amount of cash and they give him an absurd amount of power in the organization. They give him all of that and they say, now we have an issue? You don't get to say that. You do all this to make him your guy. You want him to feel special. You want to make him feel like, and now you're not playing through him. You got players like Messi coming on, who, by the way, didn't score in that 5 nothing victory. You got Neymar taking penalty kicks. If you want Mbappe to be your guy and you're giving him this much power, you, you go with what you have. I don't care if it seems like he's being a sore loser. I don't care if he looks like a little baby on the field and he doesn't get the ball. This is the future that you're getting for yourself. Now I got my dog freaking out, but this is the future that you guys built for yourself now. You have to live with it. And I agree to you, with you to a point. But my point ends, that point ends for me, for the fact that he's not the best player on that team right now. That's Neymar. Neymar is the best player on PSG at this moment. Neymar has been stepping up, playing really well. And Neymar has always been known as a selfish player, but he's linking up well with everybody on that team at this moment. And I just, I don't know, I just think it's too much in Mbappe's head. And it's yeah. going to hold him back because yeah. I see this PSG coach. He, he he has nothing to lose. This is the highest he's going to get. It's the best job he's going to have. And if and Mbappe keeps doing this, he's going to he's going to drop him. And I know and, he and will. Then, and then, and then he'll, he'll get fired. Yeah, he'll get fired. But he's going to get fired. His contract's guaranteed. So this like it doesn't like if he if he decide if he wants to run the team with the way I think he's going to run, I think he's going to um, he's just going to run. He's just, I I can I just see this causing a lot more. This but is it doesn't year matter. They, it, they gave Mbappe that control. If, if he sits yeah. Mbappe, Mbappe's going to say, no, get this coach out of here and bring in a coach he likes. Yeah, but it's never going to change. Well, it might if the coach he likes starts playing into the way that they need to play for Mbappe. I know. It might change. Might just, you might just make Mbappe the player coach at that point. They might have. They should have sold him to Real Madrid is the issue. Yeah. Keeping him with, and giving yeah, him this much right power yeah. is absolute lunacy. Yeah. But and and that's their bed they made. They got to sleep in it. So I'm all for this Mbappe outburst. I'm all for him looking like a sore loser. I love every <laughs> second of it. I absolutely love it. I mean, we're going a little long here, so I'm going to take out one of these last topics. We're going to switch now, Tony, to a very, very controversial topic for top bins, trash bins. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's new song. What like What are you it. feeling there, Tony? It's top you bins. like it? Top I bins. Like it. <laughs> wow. I like it. It's catchy. <laughs> really. I'm going to say something that no one's brave to say. Beyonce hasn't been good in a while, all right? She's passed. She's done. Oh, that's her first song in like eight years, man. And the album she released eight years ago sucked, all right? She hasn't (laughs) been good since Drunken Love came out, okay? Which had to have been 10 years ago. Feels like forever. She she has been coasting by on her name. 
her new song, the new album, it's it's not good. It's trash bins because that's exactly where I put that album when I mm-hmm. when I got it. I didn't actually buy it. I had it on Spotify. I listened to it and then I undownloaded it, which is the equivalent of throwing it in the trash bin these days. So I'm giving it trash bins. I think it was a terrible song. I had no interest in listening to it. Um, but hey, at least you liked it, Tony. There's something, right? I guess they yeah. still have she still have some fans. Oh, you know, we're not going to clip this one because I feel like if Beyonce's fans do find it, I might get death threats. So <laughs> we're just going to well, leave this You on. saw what happened with Mary J. Blige to me the one time. Yeah, you, you got taken so down a notch for the cannot, Mary J. Blige uh, stuff. We can't talk about <laughs> anyone's favorite artist anymore. Yeah, ex- <laughs> ex- exactly. So well, you know what? I mean, we, we'll leave it at that. We'll just leave it in the pod. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. trash bins. Um, <laughs> oh, let's, let's get to Europe, all right? Yeah. Let, let's move on to Europe. Let's start with Syria because I think there's a lot to be said about the EPL. Tony, why don't you give us a little Syria rewind from this past weekend? Well, it's it's going to be interesting. I did say that it was going to be a tight race, and I did say that it was going to be four teams fighting for it. But I am gladly happy to say Napoli proved me wrong. Um, I didn't. I did get to. It's one game, it, but. The way they played was very good. I mean, they if you know Napoli as, as a fan as I am, they do not play well against Verona. Verona is one of those teams that always has their number, always does well. And when Napoli went down early to Verona, I got worried. But then they just clicked and they dominated the rest of the game. And I think if they can do that against the smaller teams and have good results against the big ones, I don't see why they can't fight for the top four. In saying that, Juventus played really good. Yep. Roma played decent. They just missed a lot of chances. Yep. Inter is the one that I don't think did as well as they should have. And AC Milan played really well. So it's going to be fun to watch Serie A this year. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it seems to be a big competition for the top spot there. I think it's going to be a great race. I still have AC Milan taken at the top. They're, mm-hmm. they're too good, man. Rafa Liao is just something special, and I'm so happy he's Portuguese because he looks so good when he's out mm-hmm. on that field. But as a team as a whole, they look very good. So yeah. I, I think you're right. It's going to be an excellent race, and what an opening weekend to start with some good games. Teams that won one, so it's always nice to see. Let's move over to the EPL. Let's save that bit, the game that we know we're going to talk about <laughs> till the end because I got a lot to say about that. But let's talk about the other big game that you You're called go right all on this to the pod. End for nothing. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> we're, we're let's let's talk about the game you predicted. You called two yeah. two Chelsea Tottenham. That's how it ended up. What what were your takeaways from that game? Uh, I'm gonna say the one is going to be the less obvious answer, but Chelsea need a striker. We need someone. Sterling is just not that guy. Two goals, and... though. It's not It's just not scoring goals wasn't your yeah, problem in that game. You got two cool, goals. Cool, from two defenders. From Koulibaly and Reese James. <laughs> but you still scored is what I'm saying. You still yeah, got two but, goals. I mean, if you, I mean there's, there was a lot of chances that if we had a striker, it would have went in. They would have put it in. I mean, Sterling had this one in the second half. He just boots it over the top of the crossbar like he's kicking a field goal for the Miami Dolphins. Like, it was just ridiculous. Did it go wide then, left? No, no, he got he got in the middle. <laughs> oh, then not Miami Dolphins. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, uh, the referee, my God, both goals that Tottenham scored, I think, should have been called back. Um, Realistically, it should have been two nothing Chelsea. At worst, yeah. two one Chelsea. Two one. The Kane, I'll, I'll give him the Kane goal because okay, I get you. The guy pulled Cucurelli's hair, but the first goal, it wasn't even a foul for Havertz. But I think Richarlison was offside there. But it's like, what's the point of VAR if you're not going to use it? 
Yeah, you no, know? I, I, I agree completely. That's the way I see that one. But you know what? A 2-2 draw against a title contender is nothing to be ashamed about. Tottenham, we know they can play good. And that showed some grit to come back down by two to uh, – sorry, by twice tying the game up against Chelsea at home. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was my favorite game of the weekend, I have to say. Even though the score wasn't good for me, but it was my favorite game. Yeah, and then you almost had that little brawl with Tuchel and Conte. Like, Who do you think would have won that fight? Buddy, Conte throws down, okay? Yeah, Tuchel, might th- <laughs> Tuchel might think he could win that one. Ain't yeah. nobody beating Conte in that. That's Come what on. I you... was thinking. I was thinking, like, sit down, man. Don't, don't do this. Yeah, you, <laughs> don't do he, this. Does, he, does, he doesn't want those problems, man. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> so that was good. I mean, Liverpool, another draw. And Nunez, red card. Nunez, red card. For something stupid. Like, why are you doing that? He's a hothead, man. Those tall yeah. Uruguayans, come on. We know they're hotheads. That South American heat, you know, they're always yeah. fired up about something. Uh, at least he didn't bite the guy like Suarez would have. So that's that's, that's a plus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunate <laughs> red card. They tied. Salah did not look as good as he has in previous years. I'm guessing hopefully maybe it's just a little bit of rust. But mm-hmm. there, there's not something clicking there. That's two draws to start the I'm year tell, for them. I'm right? telling you, I said it from week one. Mane is a big missing piece in that team. Nah, the Mane piece, the, the piece they're missing him. is Jota. He's hurt. Once he gets back and fills in <laughs> Mane's role, they won't be. You won't be saying that. They'll be firing on all cylinders. I don't think so. On all honesty, I like Jota. He's a good player, but I just think Mane really held that team up front like glue. Uh, I don't know, man. How about that Man City game? They won very easily. Yeah. But look at that Holland stat line. He had one assist. Okay. Yeah. But he had uh, eight touches. Eight. Something like that. He had like zero uh aerial duels one, zero like like it's it's crazy the numbers that he had. He had a very bad game. See, that's the, that was what worried me about the one worry I had with Holland going to Man City. City, what we've noticed for the last few years, they've never had a decent striker. Let's be honest. No. This is Aguero, they haven't had one. So they've grown accustomed to using Gundogan, using Mares, using De Bruyne, Bernardo, to score. Bernardo. Yeah. So now that game on the weekend, that was clear showing of we don't need a striker, we can score. Yeah. You know, so that was Man City technically at their best. But yeah. now Pep's got that job of having to put together Holland with that midfield. So that's... Do you think there's some issues there? Because Foden no. had a few times he could have put the ball through to Holland for a tap in. And he and one time he just kicked it right over the net. Another time he scored. That's when he got his goal. Yeah. He put it in. But again, both times Holland was wide open for a tap in right beside him. And Foden didn't even look his way. Is is there something going on there, maybe? I don't think so. I think that's just Foden take he's young. He's he's a firecracker out there. He's gonna he's gonna do that. So I don't I wouldn't look into it as much. Because you know Pep's the type of guy that's gonna squash that right away. If there yeah, is that hope. attitude, you know, My, Man City's never been even any of Pepsi have never been known to have that kind of attitude problem. So that's true. And in case you guys are yeah. wondering where Dante went, he dropped off. He's having some issues. If you want to donate to his GoFundMe to get him a new iPhone, because right now I think he's using the <laughs> iPhone four. Uh, let's get him up to the six or seven or something at least. <laughs> because goddamn, <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, we got we we got uh one more game to talk about. You sure you want to dive into this? <laughs> We're not going to talk much about it. Tony, I don't want to hear it. Man, listen, you got listen. spanked for nothing. I'm not happy because my 10 hag by December getting fired doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's going to happen in September. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, I've been scratching my brain on why this team sucks so much, and I think I have the answer. 
Because they got talented players. Like, it's not like they're playing a bunch of schmucks. They got some... Yeah. Well, they are playing some schmucks. Don't get me wrong. <coughs> McGuire, Shaw, McTominay, <coughs> De Gea. Yeah. Um, but I think I know what it is. So, you know when you hang around someone toxic and someone bad, it rubs mm-hmm. off and kind of seeps into you? Yeah. I blame Chris Armis. They brought him in last <laughs> year. <laughs> they brought him in last year, and his shit stink rubbed yeah. off on every single Manchester United's players that were still there. So none of the new guys have been hurt by it. And if you look at the last game, the one of the best players, I mean, there's not much to look at there, but when that Malakia kid came in, mm-hmm. he was the only one that looked decent. And you yeah. know why? Because he didn't have Chris Armis rubbing his stink up on him last year. The a whole issue for Man U is because they got t- coached Big air quotes on coached by Chris Armis last year. He gave them the bad habits. It's like some type of STD he transferred over onto them. It's like the can't play neosis or something like that because there's no reason they're losing 4-0 to Brentford and losing at home the week before to Brighton. It's it's an absolute joke. In all all defense to Brentford, Brentford is a fantastic team at home, but no way would I ever bet a 4-0 win or even extinct. Did you see Tony? Did you see Ivan Tony's goal? Uh-huh. Buddy, he kicked the ball. De Gea went down to save it and it went right through him. Like it wasn't a hard I save that. Like and I'm not I always react like, oh, I'd save that, but it really no, that, that's actually different. No, no, no. Shot, yeah. No, no. I saved this shot. Like yeah, I, I don't know how that went in. <laughs> I defended De Gea a lot last year because he made a lot of good saves. He made a lot of bad moves too, but he made a lot of great saves. This year, so far, unacceptable, especially when you got Dean Henderson looking yeah. as good as he's looked. And they just opted to go with De Gea. It's absolutely brutal. Something needs to change. I want to say I, one thing I, uh, about Man U. And it's a thing. I saw a TikTok today of uh, Roy Keane when uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got the job. And Roy Keane said uh, the, the players in that dressing room are setting the team back 10 years pretty much. And he said they, they gave up on Mourinho. They're going to give up on Ole because a leopard doesn't change its uh, spots. And I think that's what's happening now in in all honesty, I know you don't want to hear it, but if I'm Ten Hag and this team doesn't respond to the criticism he's about to give them, because I think he ran, he made them run like 13 kilometers the next day after that game to get in their head like that's how much Brentford ran more than you. If that team can't respond the next game against Liverpool, against a weak Liverpool too, so there's opportunity is there to win. I'm Ten Hag, I leave. If I lose that game against Liverpool, I quit. Screw it. I'm not going to deal with this crap. Because these guys, those players are not playing for the, for the team. And I yeah. can safe to say that they are not playing for the team. And Ten Hag does not, the good coach he does not deserve to have his name run through the mud because there's 22 players who just do not care about the team. The only one that cares in reality is Ronaldo. Because he's yeah, the only one that's speaking up he, about this team. He, he just comes off across as a diva that doesn't like losing, but really he's the only yeah, well, one showing you know, any type of, of passion. Players, when you're one of the best players in the world, you deserve to say, you know, what's, what's, what the, what the, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, and I, no, don't I, blame him, I hear you. You know, I hear so, you. Yeah, and yeah. and what what's frustrating is I know you're saying a Ten Hag is a coach, he just quit. My thing is how much of his philosophy is really going in. Because if I'm a new coach, right, you come into a team like Manchester United, the old yeah. system wasn't working. You need to yeah. create a new culture, you need to mm-hmm. create a new way of doing things. His first mistake was keeping Maguire as captain. I know I joke that I hate Maguire and he doesn't deserve to even be playing in the EPL. He's a championship player. Regardless how you feel about him, if you want him to play on your team, that's fine. 
but you need to change the captain. You can't be yeah. having him as your leader out there well, at, when he's one of the worst players on the pitch and he doesn't know how to lead a team. Well, look at those videos of De Gea telling Maguire which side of the stadium to enter in. Dude, it's a joke. Like, it you play for Manchester United. Joke. Like, I know, like, those little things, those little nuances of, you know, traditions that you do on these teams. For some players like De Gea who have been there for, like, 10-plus years almost, those mean something to them. And to see Listen. your captain not pay attention, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, Maguire, you know, Man U, before they bought Maguire, they went to Anopoli for Koulibaly. And Anopoli said they wanted $70 million for Koulibaly. Yeah. And Man U said, you're crazy. And they went off and spent $80 million on Maguire. Yeah. Worst, one of the worst transfers of all That's time. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's insane. Because Koulibaly on Chelsea is amazing right now. Yeah, he's, he's been good so he's far. He's looked and... amazing. He's made, the guy's scoring goals, which are goals <laughs> of the week. You know, what's, you know what else is crazy? Think about this, Nico. If Man U doesn't score against Liverpool, yeah, the I know. goal of the month I is know. Be an own goal. <laughs> I know. You don't need to remind me there. I know that one. I just clicked on it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's absolutely brutal. But again, you got to move that captain. Maguire can't be the captain yeah, of this But who are you going to give it to? So he, here's who I'd give it to. You have Ronaldo there. If he's playing, he's the captain. Yeah. This guy okay, is one a of the safe bet. Like, yeah. he, he is the legend at Man U no matter what happens this year because of what he's you done You can't before. give it to Bruno, though. I, so who, who, after Ronaldo, who? It's not Bruno. Bruno does not. Bruno, th- these two games, has been... Not it's been really bad compared to how good he can be. And you know what? Maybe he needs that confidence boost of hey. What about Veron? You know what? You're the Would captain. You give it to Veron, buddy. They're not even playing Veron. They left Veron on the bench stupid. this last he week should, while you have Maguire right there. I agree, yeah. but you can't give it to Ron. The only the other person that I've been hearing, and I think he's been absolute trash this year, is Rashford. But he is a Man U boy for a long time. Giving him the captain might yeah. be a thing. To me, it's Rashford or Bruno. Bruno's came in a few years back. He's been one of their best players the past few years. He's been starting slow this year. But again, it, it to me, it'd be either Bruno or Rashford if it's not Ronaldo. What about what about Erickson? He's starting. He's been a captain before. Buddy, Erickson was shit last week. I don't know. I don't know how much he saw it. Erickson was absolutely <laughs> garbage. Hey, the guy went from a false nine to a defensive middle. He's got versatility. He he <laughs> thought he was still playing for Brentford. I think he got confused when he went out yeah. on the pitch because it looked like he, he was made, playing for Brentford. He made a mistake leaving Brentford. He should have stayed there. He should. I, I get why he went to Man U, but he should have. He should have stayed with Brentford. He was perfect for that system. And man, you should never have bought him. He's a middle of the table yeah. player. He's nothing special nowadays. And it was it, to me, it's a waste of money when they could have been targeting other prospects. But mm-hmm. oh well, you know what? That's enough spending our good old time talking about <laughs> Manchester United. Still the biggest team in Manchester, might I remind you, even though they well, suck. The, e- the EPL nope. is a Manchester sandwich at the moment. Yeah, it's true. Man- <laughs> Manchester at the top, Manchester at the bottom, and still Manchester is red because no one gives a crap about Man City there. Uh, which is unfortunate because they are the much better team, but way better. It's not even close. Oh, but you know, enough with that. We've been going on for too long now as it is. Let's let's hit the next final segment before we close off. And we're going for week two of who wore it best. Tony, last week was a tough one. You had a nice Napoli. It was jersey. neck and neck, I think, right? I had an yeah. SC, but it's still pretty neck and neck. We're gonna give a little yeah. bit more time, but FC Porto's <laughs> le- leading by a hair right now. Ooh. Ah, so you know it's um it's, all it's five, lovely, it's all five FC see. Porto fans have commented on that picture. Of course. <laughs> That's just a great team, great jersey. Um, even in the other videos. That's a lie. There's, there's, I think every other Portuguese guy is a Porto fan. <laughs> well, you got one of three. You're Porto, Benfica, yeah. or Sporting. Like it's, and even it's then, awesome. Benfica, Sporting split the half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, because they're both in Lisbon. Yeah, so it's 
It's some, uh, I got a lot of people on my side there, yeah. but let's get to today. Who wore it best? Tony, what kit are you wearing? So I'm ripping up the CPL. Um, I got the Forge inaugural season jersey with the Tim Horns, nice orange. Um, I just love this jersey. It looks like it makes me look like a pumpkin, but you know what? It's a good looking pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> me, I got on, you know what? I thought. Tony's wearing CPL. That's a very niche league. It's a very mm-hmm. niche team. How do I get more niche than that? Well, I'm wearing a team from the Paraguayan First Division, Club Libertad. It's a gorgeous Nike jersey with the vertical stripes, the white, the black. Nice little sponsor there. I went there. I saw a game there. Had to buy the jersey to support the team. One of uh, a former Benfica stud, Oscar Cardoso, plays for the Paraguayan National Team, was playing there that day. I got to watch him play. It was awesome. Uh, so so that, that's the kid I'm wearing. So, again, go follow us on TikTok, at FootyLG. Vote for who you think wore it best this week, myself or Tony. And we'll come back next week and see if there's a different winner. But I have a feeling it's going to be me again. we'll see well you know we we ran a little long this week but we had a lot of stuff to get through technical issues aside Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be able to get dante back on here for a future episode as well um tony as usual it's been a pleasure my friend look out for us on youtube now you can get us on let me let me run through it all you can get us on youtube starting this episode all previous episodes you can get us on spotify and apple music that's right. We're global now. You can get us anywhere. Oh, yeah. Just go search Footy LG and you'll find us. You got us. Android, forget... you got Apple thing, doesn't matter. Exactly. You and don't forget, to go to our Instagram and our TikTok pages at Footy LG and give us a follow and like up some videos there. And like we said, if you want to donate to Dante's cause of getting him a brand new iPhone, something past the iPhone 3, which is what he currently is using, <laughs> much it would be very much wow. appreciated. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it until next week. We got a special episode next week coming at your way. We might be doing a bunch with kits. So if you like jerseys, if you like that whole thing, you're not going to want to miss out. Uh, have a great week. Hopefully this comes out, this comes out Thursday. Hopefully TFC is a big win against new England, Tony. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and excited you know for tomorrow. Like, I, I just love that. I'm excited about TFC games every day now. Oh yeah. It's, like, it's, it's it, so nice. It's, it's the best. We need a big win. Like I said, four, two, maybe five, two. We'll be back here next week to discuss. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night.